Well, I'm going to tell you this. In talking to multiple sources uh, with Wisconsin, uh, this was Kobe King's decision. He was not asked to leave. There were no personal reasons why he decided. As he said in his social media post, he said this was not the right program for him. But let's uh, address that, okay? He is second on the team in minutes. In his last game against Purdue, the game that he played, he played 28 minutes. He did not score. Four, fifth, four assists, two turnovers, 0 for 5. That's on Kobe King. Why you would decide to leave the program this particular season when it's been incredibly emotional at Wisconsin in almost February with a team that's trying to get to the NCAA tournament, unless something else is going on that he has not said or has not been reported and it is strictly about not being the right fit or not being the right program, then transfer after the season. Do not quit on your team right now when you have a team trying to get to the NCAA tournament because that's the perception it has right now that Kobe King basically Ooh. left them in a lurch and they're trying to get to the NCAA tournament. That's, that's big, a hot, hot take. That's a Andy Katz last night big facts. on Big Ten Network. I can't, I can't disagree at all. So for all of you, and it doesn't completely absolve Greg Gard of any responsibilities, but for all the fire Greg Gard people that are you know now lighting torches and starting to march on the brigades here uh, around Madison, just listen to that. Whether you think it was the right fit or not, to quit with 10 games to go when you're the second leading scorer uh, 48 hours before the biggest game of the year, uh, when you're as of last bracketology projected to be somewhere between a six and a nine seed, uh, it is a stunning lack of commitment to me. And again, unless something comes out, and if something comes out, then we got bigger problems than Kobe King. Then, then Badger basketball is in real trouble. But yeah. at, at this point, nobody's yeah. reporting that. Nobody's suggesting that. So uh, unless there is some real bombshell that drops in the next 24 to 48 hours, that something is happening behind the scenes with Wisconsin basketball, if it's just, I didn't like the coach, I didn't like the system, and that's why I'm kid- quitting, Give me a break. Dude, Give I know. Give me a get the hell out of and here if that's been, what's going on. You've been with the program for three years. You grew up in Wisconsin. He even said in his post that he always wanted to be, he's being a Wisconsin kid my whole life. I always dreamed about being a Badger and representing the state every game. I am grateful that I was able to get that opportunity to play for such a great university. So a little, little clip from what he said. You know what Wisconsin basketball is. It's been this way since what, Miller? How long has the swing offense been here? Like 20 years? You know what Wisconsin basketball is. Why do you commit and then three years later leave in the middle of a season and say, see ya? Bad, bad look. Yeah, I agree. And again, I'm, I'm not, the, you know. Kid, I love the swing kid, offense. Kids are kids. Um, I actually transferred. Uh, schools. Uh, I was a Division One athlete, and I transferred between my junior and senior year. So I I can speak to it. Um, kids don't, you know, kids aren't always, you know. Is there um, an equivalent of the swing offense in wrestling? Mm, yeah, it would be like you know Iowa. They just grind it out, play a lot of great defense. They don't want to win flashy. They just want to wear you down. Oh, okay. So it'd definitely be the Iowa Hawkeyes. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, but no, I mean, you know what I did? I kind of made up my mind about the midway point of the season. But I didn't say anything, not that I like, was the greatest, smartest 20-year-old kid, but to that point, I knew in January my season was done, or my time at this school was done, but I didn't make, I didn't let anybody know until April, because I wanted to be a man, I wanted to finish the season, yeah. they had recruited me to go there to finish my season, and then I said, I'm out after the end of the season, and it was, it, it was no hard feelings, I still have deep, deep friends uh, from that school and that coaching staff. But if I would have done it with 10 games or matches left in the no season. No one will talk to you. It, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't get the timing. I don't get I it have either. No pro- I have zero problem if Kobe King comes out in April or May and says, I tried my best here. It's just not the right fit so, for me. I have zero. And if you have an issue with him doing that, you're an idiot. A lot to of, do it yeah, in the middle yeah. of the season to me is is I just can't get my arms around it. A lot of questions come out of this too. You know, Kobe King leaving, and then I see a lot of people going on the well. You got to fire guard. It's all on guard. Then it's well. Can you imagine playing 1950 style basketball with the swing offense? Those are the two things I've heard with Kobe King saying he's done with Wisconsin. Greg Guard is the eighth most winningest coach in the Big Ten, in the history of the Big Ten, up there with like Bo Ryan, Terger, like all those names, Izzo, right? Yeah. 
the swing offense also got you to back-to-back Final Fours and into a championship game. And how many times did they finish fourth or better in the Big Ten? How many times did they get to the NCAA tournament? I believe every like, single year, besides, Bo Ryan was the coach. And, and besides every single one, year, Greg Gard has except one. And oh, by the way, Kobe King sat out that season, which would make his case more stronger for why he's important to this team. People say the biggest reason they didn't make the NCAA tournament two years ago is because he missed the entire season. Dude, the swing offense has brought so much success here, and all of a sudden people want to turn on it. You got the back to back Final Fours in a championship game running the swing offense. It's a more modified swing offense, but you still got there with the swing offense. If you want to go, let's let, all right. Minnesota, they they run a more of an up tempo offense. They're eleven and nine. Their Badgers are twelve and nine. What's what's the difference here? Like you can lose more if you want. I guess if you want to go or to Minnesota and run more of an up tempo offense. What's wrong with the swing offense? Um, I mean, it's 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 just like I heard Dan Dockage a couple of games. Sorry to interrupt you. Dan Dockage a couple of games ago talking about how everyone in college basketball runs the same exact offense and how it's all figured out and blah 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 blah. Then you see. Wisconsin and a handful of other programs run a different kind of swing offense, and look what happens. They have success. What does Virginia run? What does Tony Bennett run? Yeah, very similar. Didn't they just win the national championship last year, and they don't run that up type of offense yeah. like everyone else does in college basketball? It's uh, maddening. Yeah, 608-321-1670. And the other thing on that clip we played from Andy Katz on Big Ten Network, and nobody's really talking about it. Good for Andy Katz. Have we already forgotten? Like, we're such a, you know, a ready-to-move-on quick society. Have we forgotten already? about the tragedy of Howard Moore and how this season's been dedicated and how they wear the do more and everything. You know, you don't think this team's already got enough distraction and drama with the crazy, sad story about what happened to him and his family that you wouldn't, you know, out of respect for that process, wait till the end of the season? Do more, be more, for more. Yeah, I just, to have this See happen the in the shirts. middle of the season, it's brutal. Uh, Rick and Lacrosse, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. Morning, guys. How are you? I'm doing Rick, good, Rick. I was chuckling at your text messages, bro. You what? I was chuckling at your text messages. <laughs> yep. Good I'll, luck there. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yep. That we'll just we'll keep that between us. But hey, <laughs> Greg Gard is literally has his job because Bo Ryan quit in the middle of the season. Where was the outrage then? Everyone's dumping on Kobe, calling him a quitter. Where was the outrage when Bo quit? Uh, I walked away in the middle of the season. Yeah. He did. He did orchestrate his job. Yeah, I mean, yes, there, there was not wrong. absolutely believe- why he has his job because I don't think Barry would have hired him. And I want—I don't want to say I'm anti-guard. I mean, he's done some good things, but I think he's a heck of an assistant coach. So what, leave it at that. Rick, what do you think moving forward, though? What ha- I mean, you got the good recruiting class coming in. You, you, lacrosse, you got the Davis guys coming in. What's um? I mean, guard's got two good recruiting classes coming in. Do you think he? Stays out what two years, three years, one year? What is I don't it? know. weren't weren't these last classes with Kobe? weren't they supposed to be good classes? I mean, what he had Strickland, he didn't stay. wasn't he supposed to be a great get? For some reason, he couldn't stick. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> recruiting classes haven't done anything. I I read somewhere last night somebody said, oh, Pritzel and uh, and Kobe are gone, so the Davis twins can come in and they'll right away fill in those spots. Give me a break. <laughs> two, high school, two high school kids are going to replace guys that have been in the program for two, three, four years? No. I mean, look at Kobe. He, he was better, I think, than Johnny at, when he came out. He couldn't come in and play right away because he needed to get bigger and stronger. And I really think he was headed for a breakout year next year. Yeah, it's a bummer, isn't and it? And nobody knows except... Guard and Kobe, what happened? So yeah, speculate no, I, all you, yeah, all you want. Yeah, and the guard. Hey, that's nice hearing from you, Rick. Thanks for the call, Rick. He's right. I, I, I would, oh, I would just say this. He didn't. Bo Ryan didn't get Greg Guard the job, Rick. Bo Ryan got Greg Guard the opportunity. It was up to him then to prove it, and they got to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I mean, hell, he, he proved he it. Definitely engineer Guard would. You are right about that, one hundred percent, Rick. Guard would not have got the job if Bo Ryan had coached the year. So the timing. Now, there were, by the way, there were some other things going on in Bo Ryan's personal life that maybe accelerated as well. But I think the timing certainly benefited Greg Gard. But it was in December 
the Badgers made it to the Sweet 16. Well, so what were Greg they when Greg Gard got a seven and five? Yeah, they were they were circling the drain and one and four in the Big and Ten. And what's Gardo do? He comes in and you right. just get victory after victory, and you right. couldn't you you're like, wow, I they can't believe this team record. was doing they, it. Yeah, they set a school. They beat three top ten teams on the road that year. It's still a school. It's never been done in the history of Wisconsin basketball. So just to be clear, Bo Ryan didn't get him the job. He got him the opportunity, no doubt. Guard got the job after Bo engineered him getting in there midseason. Yeah. I was glad that he brought up Ty Strickland because didn't Ty Strickland transfer after, what was that, two years ago because he wanted more playing time, he wanted more shots, he yeah, wanted his dad, a different his, offense? His dad said that he will not be redshirting as a freshman and that he should be playing. Yeah, well, he tweeted out yesterday, what's done in the dark always comes to light. And Kobe King put that on his Instagram. Yeah, but the difference is Strickland wasn't good enough to crack the lineup. Kobe King's their second best player. Like Todd Strickland, just sorry, buddy, you weren't good enough. He couldn't crack the lineup. Yep. If Kobe, I get this. If Kobe King was playing 12 minutes a game and averaging four points, you should transfer. Then you go to like a a, a Mac school or an NAI school where you can showcase your skills. What did the, Ty Strickland even Taj, go? Todd Strickland, he didn't play. He wasn't good enough. Kobe King was good enough. He went to is Temple, I think. So, yeah, he went to Temple. I just find it interesting that they were exchanging social media messages. Well, Ty- your Tyler Hero tweeted out two thumbs down to Zach Showalter saying he's making the best decision for himself about Kobe King. I just there's no way you can say it's the best decision mid-season. If you want to say in March, I will I will go to war for a kid being able to transfer because I did it. Everyone's done it. You should have coaches can leave. Athletes should be able to leave. What if Wisconsin had won that game uh, against uh, Purdue and it, he had come off Mount notice and then this happens. Do you, do you put him back up? See timings, everything, everything seems to fit together and, this is the biggest game of their season on Saturday. I still some do. You, do you truly? I, I Nelson's pretty good about it, but do you truly think Ebo, if they win Saturday, he takes them off, or does he say now he's got a, a get out of jail free card? He says, "Well, I was ready to, dude. Could you? I imagine? was going to take him off, but this whole Kobe King thing, I can't give guard a pass right now. Could you imagine if Wisconsin on Saturday tip off at noon at the Cole Center, no Brad Davison for his flagrant foul in that Iowa game? And he say it was a nut shot. And then no Kobe King will quit on the team. They go on to win the game, beat the number one team in the Big Ten, Michigan yeah. State. Like It'd be the most Wisconsin thing ever. Be a very, wouldn't that be insanely impressive that you did it without King and without and, Davison and you got minutes, more minutes probably from Trevor Anderson. I want to see more Tyler Wall. That guy's a beast. One could say, like you brought it up earlier, one could say uh, Bro Ryan quitting in the midst of a 7-5, and 1-4 and four Big Ten season and beating three top ten teams on yeah. the road. Finishing fourth in the Big Ten, getting a five seed in the NCAA tournament, making it to the Sweet 16. Uh, one could say that is uh, turning a, a you know stunning a season. So we've we've seen this movie before with Greg Gard. I'm certainly not writing the guy off, and I'm certainly not writing this season off. Same. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. Say I don't think they win on Saturday just because with Davidson and King. That's a lot gone. to overcome. But is it'd be a typical Wisconsin move to go do it. Uh, all right, so your reaction to the Kobe King news and what do you think it means short-term and long-term for this team? That's important. It's Badger basketball. It's, you know, the Bucks and Badger basketball own the state right now. But you know what's more important than probably both those things, Evo? Cheese. Queso. It would definitely be cheese. You know, we are cheeseheads, baby, aren't we? Yeah, we wear them on our friggin' heads, dude. Um, if you missed it yesterday, some committee, I love our government, I love my tax dollars at work, the Committee of Government Operations, Technology, and Consumer Protection heard a resolution from the good people of Colby, Wisconsin, suggesting that Colby be the official cheese of Wisconsin. Right now, it is in a whole category. Wisconsin cheese is considered the official dairy product of Wisconsin. We do not have a singular official cheese of Wisconsin. Can you possibly, Ebo, pick one cheese? Or do you say the the state got it right? You can't pick a cheese singularly. The official cheese of Wisconsin is what? Cheese. Cheese. Or do you say, screw that? There's got to be one. What if you could pick one cheese? What would be the go-to cheese of Wisconsin? Oh, gosh darn it, don't you know? I'm a cheesehead, baby. The pride of 
So are you you I wanted to originally go with a should there be a specific cheese or should we just keep it as cheese in general? You said screw that. You, you can always you got to pick one. And I, I got around to that because that's kind of our mantra on, on, on topics. So since you're the guy who inspired it. What would your go? What would Ebo's pick be for the state cheese of Wisconsin? No, I brought it up to Scotty, and I'll say it's, this is actually one of my beliefs, and it's a fifty cent line from off the album "Get Rich or Die Trying." Wangsta, I got the sickest vendetta when it comes to the cheddar. Give me cheddar cheese, and I like yeah. my cheddar cheese aged. Give yep. me like a 10, 12 year aged cheddar with those like those salt crystals in it when you get them oh, and yeah. they pop. And oh. oh my god, they're so good. Yeah. Give me. Some cheddar cheese. I, I, like, I eat it straight off the block, man. I don't need a knife. I just gnaw oh, on same. it like I, an apple. <laughs> an eight to ten year cave aged cheddar is is as good as it gets. So if you have a suggestion, can we pick one? And if we're gonna pick one, what's it gonna be? Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. All right. So obviously, I heard laser beams. Yeah. So do you think? Let, let me ask you. Obviously, that the story of the day, Kobe King. What do you, what is the, is there a long-term effect? I mean, the short-term obviously is they're without one of their best players Saturday and, and for the rest of however long this season goes, are you in this camp of a lot of people are that it says it's, it points to a bigger problem with Badger basketball and there's bigger problems than just this remaining 10 games. Uh, or do you say is an isolated incident? It's just Kobe King. It's not a, a commentator commentary on the whole state of Badger basketball. It's just one kid wasn't happy. Short-term effect is bad, obviously, just because of the season and whatnot. Uh, long-term effect, if the Davis twins are you know, true in their word and their dad's true in the road, that none of this affects their decision of coming to Wisconsin. I mean, they got two top 10 recruiting classes coming in the next two years. Right. Um, Kobe King, you know, second-best scorer on the team, was starting to come into his own. I honestly think... I think it's just the product of one guy being unhappy, and it's uh, the short-term effect's going to suck. But I don't think the, lo- the long-term effects it'll linger a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be bad as everyone thinks it is. Greg Gard is the, has got the eighth-best winning percentage all time in the Big Ten, um, with the likes of Bo Ryan, Tom Izzo, you know all that stuff. Two top ten recruiting classes coming in. You've only missed the tournament once with him, and that was an injury-riddled season. I, I assume they're still going to make the tournament this year. It doesn't help when Brad Davison got. You know his flagrant foul and suspended a game, but I think I think honestly it's more of a short term issue, not a long term issue. Uh, People want to bag on the swing offense too. The swing offense has got a lot of success for the Badgers. Well, it, it's just that it becomes you know what is the you know if you're not happy, what what are you aspiring to be? Are we at the point where it's like you know Badger football Rose? Some people said the Rose Bowl wasn't enough. Because you know the goal is to now you've made Rose Bowls. The goal is to make a college football playoff. I mean. Is the goal for Wisconsin basketball since you've been to Final Fours and national championship games to say you got to build a championship team and that Greg Gard's a good coach but not a championship coach? So I have to have your point. Then I get obviously the great counterpoint. So Nelson, what is your commentary on the bigger stage of Badger basketball right now? The short term, obviously, they lose one of their best players for the next ten games. What's the long term effect, if any? I don't know. I kind of look at this like I look at the Wisconsin football team from two years ago with Alex Hornerbrook. I feel like half the roster is supporting Kobe King, and the other half, like Brad Davison comments, obviously is not supporting Kobe King. Well, who else is supporting Kobe King? I believe I saw Nate Reavers come out and say something on Twitter. What did he say? I guess I can go look. I'd have to pull it up. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad comparison. I mean, obviously, they're, if you Now, Paul that- Chris could write that ship. They went to a Rose Bowl the next year. Oh, here, Nate Reaver said, I support Kobe and his decision, respect my brother, and his integrity through this process. It's bigger than ball with a heart emoji. Right, and then, you know, we read the guard comments. They, I mean, they, they weren't, you know, mean, but they weren't really the nicest either. I mean, it was more of... Here, guards, you want to read it? I have yeah, it read the guard comments again. Uh, quote, being a student athlete in the Wisconsin men's basketball program is a special privilege and opportunity, and I'm disappointed that Kobe has chosen to leave, particularly at this point in time but I respect his right to do what he feels is in his best interest. I wish Kobe all the best. We are a resilient team. I am confident in our staff and players. We are moving forward fully committed to each other and to achieving our collective goals. And I'm Great guard. pretty sure Trice came out and said something. I think that was after the Iowa game. That was more in a positive light of Kobe King. No, it was Trice saying, I mean, I have the comments. It was Trice saying it was a surprise. No one knew what was going on. He hoped he can get himself together, and he's okay. That was about it. And then Brad Davison came out and basically said, we wear the Wisconsin jersey with honor 
and respect, and it's a privilege to play for the Badgers. Well, I think that was kind of a shot at King, too. Yeah, no doubt. And then there's this. This just dropped on Twitter uh, where Joe and Evil, I don't know if I can claim, do we want to claim Dave from Monona in this one? Because Dave from Monona has struck, he has, he has struck a blow uh, to all of Twitter. Oh, God, uh, I can only imagine. This is from... <laughs> This is from Tom Oates, longtime you know columnist for the Wisconsin State Journal, been you know uh, a Madison icon for media coverage. But maybe he got caught up in what Dave from Monona is. This is Tom Oates' tweet three minutes ago. The stupidity on Twitter regarding Badger basketball reached an all-time <laughs> high last night, and this response to Nate Reavers' tweet is the leader in the clubhouse. Whose tweet is he quoting? What's truly behind my glass eyes <laughs> at? David Syme. The won. wizard strikes. So, the, D- D- Tom Oates, I like you. Known you many years. You just got got by the wizard, my man. Uh, you, you fell for the trap that is Dave. It's like when people want to self-impose suspensions for burner Twitter accounts. Dave from Monona just got you, Tom Oates. Can I read Dave's tweet? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's Nate, a ridiculous tweet, but go ahead. But it's funny. Nate Reavers says he supports Kobe King and his decision. I respect my brother. I just read the tweet. So Dave responds to Nate Reavers' tweet. Nathan is a quitter as well. Any player who supports King is quitting. In the middle of a season is a player I don't want on my team. Nathan, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out of here. <laughs> Dave, yeah, no. I mean, that's, that's, no, an absolutely, Dave, no. that's an absolutely terrible tweet. But Tom Oates, come on, my man. Don't, don't, don't fall for the bait. That's like responding to a tweet from Mountain Crest Johnson or Wanna Handy. Don't 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 take the bait, my man. <laughs> no, uh, John, welcome to the Joe and Ebo show. Hey, I just have some comments on the Kobe King thing. The yeah, first yes, thing is, I I think if you quit right now, I think it's kind of a d bag move. Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, finish the year and then do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just you're in a team, you're in a brotherhood of guys. Why would you quit on them when the going gets tough? It's so, it's insane. Exactly. And then the thing about Coach Guard, I think it's kind of like a bigger problem because uh, if you watch what we've been watching for the last two and a half, maybe even three seasons, is this is the script that Wisconsin basketball follows. Come out in the first eight minutes, they call a timeout, they're down 27 to six. <laughs> and then in the middle of the game, they crawl back into the game, fight, scratch, and claw. They get within five or four points. Then the last five minutes of the game, they completely collapsed. It's happened over and over again. And Coach Guard has never been able to solve that. He just hasn't. And I think he's such a structured guy that I think that when it gets to be crunch time and the defense gets tightens up, I really think that the players are such under rules of structure that they lose their basketball IQ, I think. That's what it looks like to me. They just seize up. They stare at each other. They don't know what to do. And I think because of the structure, there's like John. This. John, to me, it's they just don't have, and this you know kind of falls on guard and recruiting and whatnot. They don't have a guy to take over a game. Yeah. Like Ethan Happ was the guy. Ethan Happ could take over the end of the game. There's no one now that can take over the game. I think that's part of the problem too. Yeah, but I mean, don't you think that Kobe King really should have been that guy? And yeah, why I mean, that's yeah, what makes it weird. Trend, yeah. yeah, he was trending that to there. So. Uh, all right, that's just my thought. Thank Thanks, you, John. John. No, I, I, I'm with you. Um, you know, on the if it's the end of the season and the day from Anonymous World want to come out and the trolls want to come out and attack Kobe King, I will fight you to the wall because every kid should absolutely have the, have the choice. To, if he's not happy in a in a school or happy in a sport or a school or both, should have the choice to leave. Uh, I am completely on board with that. What I can't support. And this is why I don't get some in the media saying, well, the coaches get to leave. Why shouldn't the student? Of course they do. But in the middle of the night, in the middle of the season, that's where you lose me. If this is in April or this is one, if they get to March Madness and they lose at 11 o'clock on Thursday morning in the first round, and at 1.30, Kobe King puts that Instagram post out, I have no problem with it. Totally, the season's yeah. done. Like, I'll be disappointed, but the season's done. I'll defend him to the to the, to the the brink. Uh, if he wants to do that for the season. What I can't get behind is in the middle of the season, especially a season that there's so much on the line. Jeremiah, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, guys, how you doing this morning? I'm going doing on, brother? great, brother. Hey, I had a question for you. I read something online last night about Kobe King. I didn't know if it was true or if you guys knew anything about it. But when he took uh, the game off against Iowa, somebody was saying that the reason that he took the game off is because if you transfer, you need to sit out two full semesters. And they were saying that the start of the semester was 
what would have been the Iowa game. Oh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, Jeremiah, go, hey, you get the well A done, for research. Brother. Yes, classes started at Madison this week. So now I don't know. Like we had Chris Bono. Yeah, I guess you're right. Tuesday. I'd have to look at the timing, but you're you're. I, I, I think you're think onto that. something. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I know. Even with football, I don't know if the transfer rules are the same or not. But if you go within the conference, it's only a semester you have to sit out. But if, yeah, it's the same well, for no, all sports. Well, remember, like, Micah Potter sat out a year and a half, and he was in conference from Ohio yeah. State. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe there was some. Maybe maybe that's why the timing kind of went when it did. It's not a terrible theory, you yeah. know. That I, I don't know. I mean, what his classes are, or what the the, the rules are on that. But you're right that this classes at the UW did start this week. That's certainly, as far as if he's already made up his mind where where he wants to go or he wants to transfer, that would certainly play into it, Jeremiah. Do you think this is uh, uh, an isolated incident, or are you worried about the big term effect on Badger hoops? Uh, I kind of I kind of think it's just him, and it, this is just an isolated incident. I, I don't think he was himself happy with the way things were going, so he just wanted to make a move for him. But I don't think it's going to affect anybody else. Yeah. All right, yeah, most so, yeah. important question, Jeremiah. What's the, What should be the official cheese of Wisconsin? Uh, what's, your, what's your favorite cheese? If, if there, or should there should it just be all cheese? It, it should just be all cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank, thank you, Jeremiah. I, you know, that's a good point. Um, you're right, Ebo, with Potter. If it's a semester thing, why did Potter get to start in December and if it's King doing it to save a semester, what's the difference? Then why wasn't then why didn't Micah Potter have to wait till Tuesday night to play his first game? Um, but I mean, again, there there's there are different ages. There's you know Micah Potter. Like when I transferred to the university here, not all my credits came through. Right, I transferred from a school out east. Um, I think all but like three or six. So most of them transferred, but I didn't carry every credit through. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but that's not a terrible theory. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't even think of that. Um, not a terrible theory, Jeremiah. Uh, 608-321-1670. Brenda, welcome to hey, the Joe Brenda. and Ebo Show. Welcome back, Brenda. Hey, guys. How are you? Just missing Great. you, girl. That's all. Uh, so, I also have a conspiracy theory for you. I know it's not conspiracy theory Friday. That's but, fine. you know, hey, it's early. Um, so, first of all, you don't even have to do a D-bag nomination. Leaving it halfway through the season, that's just the biggest D-bag possible. <laughs> Even pro athletes usually don't leave halfway through the season unless they're traded. Come on. You know what I mean? You just don't do that. That's like, not a good look, but, Brenda. No, it's not. That, that doesn't pass the sniff test. Here's my conspiracy theory with it, though. Wisconsin, you have to have good grades. Maybe he didn't make the grade last semester. Someone did mention that. That's me. all. I mean, that whether it's Tyler Hero or Diamond Stone, and we'll never know. Uh, but that's right. always you know, you, that's always with Wisconsin, and that's undersold, Brenda. That it, even in the Big Ten, in? yeah, it's one yeah. of the higher schools. Just in, not only in Division One, but in, inside the Big Ten. If you're a D one athlete on a money making program, though, if you're not doing good in classes, there's some things they that help you out. Yeah, they help. There's you some out. things that but help you out. Maybe he just wasn't cutting the grade or couldn't keep his grades up, and that could be a big part of it. I mean, you know, the semester grades just came in. Probably not making a little sniff, you know. It's I mean, something doesn't pass the sniff test to me that it's halfway through the season. Hey, you Brenda, know, speaking, why of, halfway through the season? speaking of sniffing things, what's your favorite cheese? <laughs> if you smell a cheese, can, you know, what's your favorite? I, I'm a Wisconsin girl. There really isn't very many cheeses I don't like. So, you know, it should just be cheese in general. <laughs> yeah, see, that's uh, thank you. you. Know, yeah. better, go with, better go with cheese curd. Yeah, Ooh, maybe the cheese curd could be Ooh, the official the cheese. Thank you, uh, Thanks, Brenda. Brenda. I miss you. Phone call. Yeah, I mean, look, there's gonna, everyone's going to have an opinion, right? Jeremiah, not a bad one. Maybe he's doing it now so he can get ahead of the transfer game. Brenda, maybe there is a grade thing, right? I mean, people, we don't think about it because we don't think really of these guys as student athletes, and it's it is. I mean, that's a whole other topic for another day. Uh, but they still are required to go to school. Wink, wink. They are still required to get the grades. And I went here. It's not Wisconsin's no joke for academics. And um, again, I don't, man, I don't know Cody, Kobe King's situation, but that you know the problem with this and the timing is that's what you get. Now everybody's going to have a theory. Everyone's going to say, "Oh, he must be doing bad in grades. Oh, he must have broken up with a girlfriend. Oh, he must not like the head coach. Oh, he must. There must be a teammate that hates him." Right now, everybody's going to come out. With a theory on why, which is which, which was what kills me on this, because if he had just waited ten more games, none of that. It's just he didn't. He wanted to change, but when you do it mid-season, everyone's going to have a theory on why. 
Oh yeah, totally. And then and then you hear first it's I like I agree with Jeremiah kind of that it's just a one off kind of thing. It's just Kobe King wanted to do what's best for him. And Tyler Hero tweeted about it last night that Kobe King's doing what's best for him because Zach I saw him and Zach Walter going back and forth on uh, on Twitter. But then the comments came out of well now we got to fire a guard. It's unacceptable. And then as well Wisconsin's offense of the swing offense is antiquated. Who wants to play a 1950s style of basketball? And then there's well maybe there's more people on the team that are unhappy with you know just a snowball effect of excuses when at the end of the day isn't 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 the simple answer usually the right one like the keep it simple stupid method. Yep. And from what I saw on Kobe King's announcement was he just wasn't happy and he even alluded to his passion for basketball was waning. Uh, 608-321-1670. It's our pipeline of the North Troy. Welcome to the Joe and Evo show. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Good doing good, Troy. How are you, buddy? I'm all right. I, uh, I've been known to take this basketball and football stuff at UW a little too serious. So this is kind of like, been been struggling with what's going on down there. Um, a couple, a couple of comments that I, that I think about is, um, number one, I think that NCAs made it way too simple for people to to transfer, and I'm seeing this. This is this is going on at every university. There's something going on. It's just the timing of this one is just so so strange that it's hard to hard to get a grip on it. Um, is it short term or long term, or a bigger deal if you want to say? I, what one thing that does really really frustrate me, and I think I got it on the nose on this one, is that. Um, I, I see under Greg Gard, I see some lack of development on players improving out of their four years at Wisconsin. And that's something that, that's, that's bothered me, and I don't know if that's what, what he's talking about. I mean, you can go back to Ethan Half. The guy worked so hard, so hard, never could improve his free throw shooting. Well, don't we work on that stuff? I mean, Brad Davidson came in as a freshman, and in my opinion, he's kind of plateaued. He, he gives everything he's got for the team, but he, he really hasn't stepped it up. Look at Pretzel, his fifth year here. The guy just hasn't improved a great deal like you would expect him to. Um, and so that's something that is, is bothering me that I just don't see. Lean forward. Has he gotten any better in two years? Um, and I think that's something I hear a lot of people talk about, and that adds to the frustration of this team. But um, so I don't know Well, to that, that point, Troy, and whether you believe it or disagree, you know, we are talking about the Tyler Hero and Zach Schulter. Tyler Hero said – He'd still be at Wisconsin, yeah, not in the NBA, if he didn't go to Kentucky. I, if he had not switched, he says he'd be as in his sophomore year at Wisconsin if he had not gone to Kentucky. If so they change their offense, take that for what it's worth. Right, right. I, I don't know. That's I, kind of a bad. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I only he knows that or Greg Gar, but that, that's not a good look when a guy a one and done who's a pretty good NBA player says, right, I wouldn't right. have been drafted. That that pretty much says no guy who's ever considering going to being a one and done ain't ever coming oh, to Wisconsin. Right. But, but you know what I struggle? I struggle with the, the, the guard haters out there because I like the team so much. And I like Same. The, team, the, men, the team mentality. But, you know, like, I, don't, I don't know how we get over this because, I'm, Evo, you said it before several times, look at Virginia. They won the swing off. And we, were, we were successful yeah. with the swing off. Oh, I mean, that's, uh, when Joe was saying, Tyler Hero says the state's top – Tyler Hero tweeted this out last night to Zach Schulter. The state's top talent would love to play for Wisconsin, but not in that system. Sure. It, that's right. the why. That's why I didn't want to come here is because of the swing. Yeah, right. Well, but you know, look Jay, at the swing. The swing's had so much success, though. That's it's the, tough, you know, because then Jalen Johnson, same thing, and we can go back down to the Diamond Stone. I mean, look, there's been talented kids, oh, yeah. and fans oh, yeah. lose their you-know-what, yeah. Troy, because they don't go here. Is right. it because they don't think they can get to the NBA? That was always the, they, they want to be a one-and-done Yep. And Kentucky, okay. Wisconsin, put it this way. Wisconsin may be better served to win in March Madness, but Kentucky are, and Duke are better served to get you to the NBA. But look at I Min- think that's what the top players are struggling with. Troy and Joe, look at Minnesota, though. Minnesota runs an up-tempo offense, and what does right. the Badgers always get from Minnesota? Their top talent from their state, and that's they want to be right. in the swing offense. But maybe right. they're not NBA guys. I mean, and that's, that's what well, I think. What NBA guys are in Minnesota? Well, but, I mean, I'm saying for if any, for any player that wants to – and I'm not saying that's right. I'm just looking at it from the player's side, Troy. Of, it's hard you know. to argue with Tyler Hero, the decision the guy's making. Yeah. He's, he's having an awesome year, so it's hard to argue with that one. Yeah. But, oh, darn, it would, it, you know, if we couldn't get Diamond Stone and some of these guys in Wisconsin coming off the two or three years that they had, we're never going to get guys in. So, I don't – I mean – I, I just don't know the big... But I don't also... Yeah, thanks, Troy. I don't know that that thanks, leads to better success, right? I I don't know that, it, it you know, getting one-and-done guys is better or getting 
the Frank Kaminsky's, the guys that are two-star recruits that you turn into five stars. Yeah, I does this kill the momentum of getting one and done guys? I think it does. Does this mean that Wisconsin basketball can't recruit a bunch of three-star guys that stay for three and four years and still be a Final Four team? I don't think it changes that at all. So all it's right. just it's what's your what are the ide- what identity do you want uh, to be, Badger fans? So Diamond Stone goes to Maryland in more up tempo offense. What are they? They lost in the Sweet Sixteen. Like what did they win? Right. They, they well, won the Kentucky Big lost they, in the Sweet Sixteen yeah. last. That's what I'm saying. It's not about. I don't think they're making better college players. It's about the idea of if you go to Duke or Kentucky, you have a better chance of getting drafted in the NBA after one year than you do at Wisconsin. You might not have a better chance of winning in the NCAA tournament. So it's two different arguments. All right, here we go. The man of the moment, the man yeah. in the arena. That's Tom Tom Oates had no idea what he was getting into, Dave from an owner when he responded to your tweet, did he? I wake up and you call me a troll. Miller, you haven't seen a troll until I come for you. So you just remember you're messing with the wrong guy. No, I'm on your side. I just said Tom Oates should know better. I, I thought it was hilarious. No. I mean, like, okay, Do you know what a troll is? I don't. <laughs> Do I know what a troll is? Yeah, it's internet troll. No, to me, a troll is somebody who has a ball to say what he wants to say, and people who block a troll that's not are a troll. That's that's what a troll is. Well, I would never block you, Dave. You can have at it, but uh, I thought it was I, a. I thought it was genius by you. I think it was. I don't agree with the tweet, but I think it was funny as hell that Tom Oates took your bait. So well done. Well, of course you don't, because it's true. Nathan, <laughs> we I can't even pronounce the guy's name. Is a quitter. When you support a Reavers, quitter, how do you spell his name? Nathan Reavers. Reavers. Nate Reavers. 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 Reject, retire. Oh, hey, hey, man, hey, Dave. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Now, when you support, when you're support a quitter, you're a quitter. He comes out and says, I support my TV. No, you don't. This guy has been through the thick and thin with you. Blood, school, five-star hotels. I mean, hell. You, and by the way, who's the Brenda talked about um, academics? No. In today's age, if you flunk out of any college when they have tutors doing the work for you, and five hours a day you have tutors and labs and People on the bus and your five-star hotels, no, you can't flunk out of college today unless you're just on drugs or alcohol or whatever reason, you know what I mean? But anyway, the bottom line is... Tom Sounds Oates. like a fun college experience, Dave. Drugs and alcohol, hell yeah. Well, hang on. Well, yeah, it's a Tom Oates, and I'll go on and come after that coward. If guys like Tom Oates and Jeff Patrikas, who's a joke, if they had the balls to actually tell the fans what's going on, because he's doing, here's the bottom line. I heard this one time from Lucas. We have no right to know what goes on with a Badger athlete's health conditions at school. The hell we don't. I I own uh, Kobe King. I own um, the Badger basketball because I'm a season ticket holder. Without season no, ticket so holder, well, well, we, well, we own the right to know what goes on because we support that program, athletic department. It isn't uh, student loans. It isn't the federal budget. It's athletic ticket holder, so we have the right to know. And if you had people to me like Zach, probably doesn't do nothing anyway. Doesn't do a damn thing. I'm just going to retweet. Now, Zach, those guys are they're afraid. They're Vic Fever. Vic Fever. You know that, Joe. Yeah, well, Dave, I like it. Here, I love your opinion, and I, I will never silence your opinion as crazy as I think it is. I don't agree with it. But... I don't agree with it, but here's the thing. I won't mute you. I won't block you. Yeah. I won't let you not call in. That's what makes this country great. That's, That's our what show makes great. the show great. That's what makes Twitter the greatest free website in the history of mankind. Is that you, Dave, have the opinion and the ability to give that opinion as terrible as I think it is. I still love you, Dave. And you but... can call in. Anyone else? 608 321 All right, I'm going to have to start the timer here, and I'm going to say Rob Reichel, our Packer insider from Forbes.com, also a passionate Badger basketball fan. I'm putting you Robbie. on like a, a one-minute pitch count, Rob. To get your uh, to to vet your uh, frustrations here on Badger basketball, what's what's your what say you go? Oh man, Joey, you're killing me. I'm gonna <laughs> Rob. You I, know we always I, get I, one I, little one, one little Badger I basketball. I and I'm gonna probably lose my job somewhere. But no, I'm 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 kidding. I, I frustration, um, anger, sadness, and and it's trending toward apathy. That that's the problem, guys. You know. Five years ago, when they were in the midst of the back-to-back runs to the Final Four in the NCAA championship game, obviously eventual loss to Duke. I mean, it, it was an event. Everybody in my house, for example, I mean, we, we, we planned our days around what time the Badger game started. It was it was it was fantastic, and, and everybody I knew was the same way. I mean, whether they were playing Iowa or Ball State, I mean, it, it didn't matter. That that was that was your Wednesday night. You you planned around the Badger game. 
And and right now, guys, everywhere I go, and including my own house, it's it's like, oh wait, are they playing? And no one, no one's paying attention. No one cares. I just I when when you're trending toward apathy, guys, that that that's a dangerous thing. Um, and and I think there's a lot of fans. I mean, the Bucks, you guys know this. The Bucks had this for 20 years. Um, the the fan base right now is obviously extremely frustrated and angry, and and should be. And, and it sounds like the overwhelming majority want to see a change at, at head coach and, and I'm with them guys to be perfectly honest because the danger is 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 a team kind of just falls out of your vision uh, more and more frequently fewer fans are going to be in the stands recruiting gets harder there, there's a lack of interest and, and I, I think they're heading back toward 1980s badger basketball they might already be there guys it's uh it's a sad time for the program and and I, I think they just need somebody fresh and somebody new somebody new to come in and jumpstart it. Hey, uh, Rob, I know you're big uh, with your daughters into basketball. Coach, they both play. Uh, I got to imagine there was some type of uh, fallout and some type of reaction from your family on the Kobe uh, sad passing this week. (laughs) Oh, Kobe Bryant. I'm sorry. I didn't know if you were going to the Kobe King transfer there. Um, No, Kobe Bryant, terrible, obviously. Horrible news for the the world, for for his family. It's interesting, Joy. You know, everybody's got a Kobe story or a memory. You know, I, I saw him play live a few times. My my daughters and I did not go see him, but they they've certainly watched enough YouTube things and and watched him closely that that they were struck and moved by it. And I I Joe, it's just when when stuff like that happens, you just you know you you, you question a lot of things, and it's uh, you know it, it you, you feel so bad for the family. How do you how do you go on? All the families really, right? I mean, you, you, the, the other seven that somehow get overlooked or get overlooked a little bit in this two loss, uh, huge vital members of, of their family. So, no, it's, it, it, it's one of the what, – what really was remarkable to me, guys, is it just it, – it just it seemed to have an impact so, so wide-ranging and beyond sports that, that it moved so many different people. And, and it almost brought the, the country together for a, for a short time and – and, and it's such a divided and split country on a whole. And, um, you know, at, at, at least that was one thing to rally around this country for a, for a few minutes. And, um, you know, that, that, that's not how you want it to obviously happen. But if, but if there was any kind of positive in it, I, I think, you know, every, everybody was kind of in, in joint unison on, on how much they, they ended up loving this guy. I got to get your take. We did a, a, a coulda, shoulda, woulda bowl scenario yesterday, Robbie, on the show with the Packers in the Super Bowl. Uh, but before that, I just saw the article you dropped at Forbes.com. Anytime we say Mark Murphy and Packers, Boo. Packer fans talk about a visceral reaction. But I don't know if you can. I mean, after what they did this year, Mar- uh, Rob, and how weird Murphy was in the offseason last year, uh, has he kind of regained or should he regain a better sp- sense of respect and trust from Packer fans? Uh, it sounds like you uh, had, had a pretty interesting sit-down article with uh, with the CEO and president of the Packers. Yeah, so people can find that at Forbes and, and Twitter. I, I just posted it a few minutes. That's why I'm late uh, coming on with you guys. I just posted it a few minutes ago, and um, I think it'll you know get a little bit of traction throughout the course of the day. Murphy and I talked at length yesterday just about the season guys and, and Aaron Rodgers and the management structure and Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy. I mean, all, all the topics that are near and dear to the to the Packer uh, fan base's heart. And and to your question, Joe, I, I do. I, I think he's he's earned some trust back. I think he's he's earned some house credit. I, I asked him point blank. I said, you know, if if the Gutekunst and Lafleur hires had had blown up in your face, I you know, are were you worried about your future? Because you're kind of the next guy in line after you move on from from McCarthy and Ted Thompson and. And he said he never really thought in that context, and he tries to stay positive. But, it, I mean, guys, I mean, it, it's clear. He, he was probably going to be the next guy in line. And, and at least for this offseason, guys, we'll see what we're talking about a year from now. But, but at least in this, this offseason, I mean, they doubled their win total, guys, from, from 2018. They went from 6.5 to 13 and, and, and 14, counting the, the playoff game and a trip to the NFC Championship. That, that at least for the next five or six months, um, I, th- I think the fan base should be extremely happy about where this season went. They were one of the big surprise teams in the league. They took the biggest jump in in a hundred years of Packer football. The biggest jump in terms of, of of a win differential from one year to the next. They had 
they had never jumped by six and a half wins before, guys. So, um, no, I, I think Murphy is has at least uh, earned the benefit of the doubt that this move, uh, the power structure that, that he's put in place over there where he's kind of now at the top of the pyramid and, and people like Ball and Gutekunst and Lafleur now answer strictly to him that, that he has you know, he's so much more hands-on in football operations, guys. I think at least for the short term, you have to say, um, he, you know, he's pushed the right buttons. Robbie, does one year like this uh, fix, let's see, four years, 20, 2015, there was no one left in that draft class from Ted Thompson. Mark Murphy let Ted Thompson piddle around for a couple of years, and if we want to talk about wasting the prime of Aaron Rodgers, couldn't you, swo- uh, couldn't you solely focus right on Mark Murphy for letting Ted Thompson stay around too long, Mike McCarthy stay yeah. around too long? I think that while he was busy sledding down a hill. No, I, <laughs> I, I think it's a fair point, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna ask I'm gonna look for this real quick here. I so I asked him in retrospect, do you wish you would have uh, made a change at general manager earlier than you did? Um, and he said, I'd rather not get into that. Ted did a great job. I wanted to make sure we were fair to Ted, especially given his health issues. He said, it's not like we were broken. We had a lot of success in 2016. We were in the NFC Championship game. Then in 17, we're off to a great start. Aaron gets hurt. Ted and Mike had a great run together. I just felt like things had kind of run their course. Um, Yes, I I think McCarthy was frustrated. I think Rodgers was frustrated. I think the fan base was frustrated that that Ted was, you know, a a, a complete um, non-participant when it came to, to free agency and, and he just sat back and he watched 31 other teams for the most part make moves because what what is frustrating to, to the to the Packer Nation and you guys know this is when Ted did dip into free agency he he found Charles Woodson he found Ryan Pickett he, he found Julius Peppers he he got himself some pretty good players and um, there were many of those years 14 jumps out more than any um, that they're a piece or two away from, from winning a championship. We could easily look back, guys, five years from now when Aaron Rodgers is gone and say, yep, um, one Super Bowl just wasn't enough. Some of those some of those years between Rodgers being 28 and 33 years old or whatever were completely wasted. Um, he's still got a few years to, to, to go back and try to win himself a Super Bowl, but, but right now, guys, um, as tough as this league is, and I think you've started to see some slippage from Rodgers, it's going to be awfully tough to get back there. Uh, final thought on that, then I want to get to the Super Bowl, Robbie, uh, visiting with our Packer instead of Rob Reichel. You know, b- back to a year ago and where Murphy seemed to have his fingers in everything, right? And it's speaking at the LaFleur press conference and speaking whenever Gutekunst talked. And we kind of wondered, is this guy now like got a, a drunk with power or is he going to be a control freak? It seems like he's kind of backed away and maybe that's more on the, the results on and off the field that he doesn't feel like he needs to. I mean, we never really saw Bob Harlan much. He always famously said, I'm, I'm going to take care of my end. I'm going to hire Ron Wolf for the football, and Mike Holmgren's going to be the coach. Is Mark Murphy now maybe going to kind of move into that where we don't really hear about him? Because I think, frankly, we all can agree we heard from him way too much last year. Yeah, and if you think about it, guys, from – you know, probably from last summer until about now, he's been extremely quiet. Um, I could be wrong here, but I, I don't remember him doing a whole lot of, of Q&As or public speaking or anything like that um, from probably about draft time on until now. Maybe maybe I'm missing something. I I, I don't think he's going to fade to black by any means, Joe. Um, I but I also think, and you use the term drunk with power, I, I think he caught, there was a lot of backlash, and I think he caught some heat for that, um, about just how that unfolded with, with the various press conferences and, and the way he kind of took certain things over. It, it was clearly, you know, he, he was clearly making a point it was going to be the Mark Murphy show moving forward. Um, he's got really good people, I think, now, guys, in place. He trusts them. I, I think he sees a renewed energy inside the building, um, inside this Matt LaFleur program. I, I think in a perfect world, he, you know, he, he probably stays in the background a little bit more and, and lets the LaFleurs and the Gutekunst handle, handle a lot of this stuff moving forward. But, but there's no question. He likes 
he likes this power structure. He he considers himself a football guy first and foremost. And, yeah, he's a heck and, of a football and really man. a business guy second. He he really does, Joe. Um, from his days in Washington, he won a Super Bowl, played eight years in the league with a Pro Bowler. He believes he knows football, and he you know he wants to have a far more hands-on you know approach down in his last five years here. Um, he's 64. He'll turn 65 this summer. You can only go until 70 in this role that that those are just Packer bylaws. And um, these last five years, I, I mean, I can promise you, Joe, he, he, I'd, I'd be shocked if he changes this power structure at any point in time, he, he's going to want to have a say in, in anything and everything related to uh, the football side of things. And he, he's got a team together that he likes and he trusts, but, but at the end of the day, he's sitting in the big chair at the table. Got about a minute left, Robbie. God we did this question yesterday. We called it the coulda, shoulda, woulda bowl. If it was Green Bay, not San Francisco in the Super Bowl, do you think Green Bay would have, A, won the game, B, lost a close game, or C, been boat raced? Uh, how would you answer that question if it was Packers, Chiefs, in the Super Bowl? Yeah, probably somewhere between B and C, Joey. Um, I mean, I, they're not losing uh, the way Buffalo or Denver did at various times 25 years ago or or anything like that, but I also don't think this was going to be a 30-27 kind of game. It, it, it might have been 30-17, 30-20, something like that. There, there's a talent gap, and I mean, I think we've talked about this on your show, and you know this more than anybody, Joey. Um, there are certain players that move the line in Vegas more than others, and there's there's a guy like Patrick Mahomes, I think, was... I, I called the guys in Vegas when he was out that day. I think he moved the line 10 or 11 points. Um you know, his injury where the Chiefs would have been a touchdown favorite, for example, and then they ended up being a four-point underdog or, or whatever it was when those two teams played midseason. I mean, Mahomes is that good. He was he would, he would have been the difference in that football game. And, um, you know, I, I don't see many scenarios uh, how Green Bay could have could have, could have beat the Chiefs. And, and maybe I'll feel different after Sunday night if San Francisco balls them the way the 49ers all the Packers, but I don't see that happening either. I, I expect this to be a close team, and I those, those teams right now are both uh, ahead of Green Bay, pretty pretty substantial. Hey, Robin, five you, years buddy. in five years we can see Mark Murphy go back to playing Alfred E. Newman for Mad Magazine. Thanks for your time, bud. <laughs> I don't know, guys. He did go thirteen and three, so don't kill him too bad. I'm with you. Thank you, you buddy. buddy. I reached out the article. Great read. There he is, our Packer insider. Who would have thought Mark Murphy could he suddenly be liked Loser. in Wisconsin? <laughs> Uh, hey, Zach, how are you? Does that work out? No, it doesn't. No, 94. <laughs> yeah, there's a four in there. <laughs> turn that down. Turn it up. Fade it. All right, uh, we just had our buddy Jake on. Uh, he kind of said it was, you know, kind of predicted, but not. So let me ask you, you know, you're in Iowa City. We were just surprised on Tuesday, Zach, that he wasn't in Iowa City. How quick does this timeline escalate from not practicing on Monday to not getting on the team bus to go to Iowa City Tuesday to Wednesday he's done yeah. With the program. I mean, that's a very quick acceleration to the end of this career. It is, but it isn't. Because we talked about it on Tuesday when, when I called in. This was something that was kind of bubbling up even from his after his freshman year. There were, there were thoughts that he was going to leave after that point. And it just, I think he just kept on building and building and building. But I would agree with the timeline in terms of why now? Why, why quit at this point? It's not like you're transferring anyway. It's not like you're going anywhere right now. He's still going to be in school for the next, you know, until May. Like, he's he's... He's going to be on campus. It just is weird that he couldn't, that he, that he didn't want to finish it out, um, you know, another 10 games, 11, 12 games, whatever it was going to be. Him leaving at this point, that timing doesn't make sense. But the idea that this was a quick decision is uh, not probably not accurate. I think it's something that was built up over the last three years. So now you hear all this happening, Zach. It's, uh, you know, with King going now, it's, well, Wisconsin can't win with the swing offense. we got to stop playing like it's 1930. And then it's, well, guard needs to be fired and all this and this. Your take, what's your takeaway on everyone wanting to now vilify guard and the system he runs? Well, I think this obviously goes back, probably goes back to the Tyler Hero situation, who obviously who came up tweeting about who, it. who came up last night. Um, but, no, it goes back to that in, in him decommitting and from that point on, everyone has been Greg Gard sucks and he needs to go because Tyler Hero didn't want to play at Wisconsin, which is pretty ridiculous because uh, Tyler Wall, or excuse me, Tyler Hero wanted to play at Wisconsin for almost a year. He talked about how he didn't like the system and top talent in Wisconsin doesn't want to play in that system. Well, he was committed to that system for close to a year before Kentucky came along and, and gave him a scholarship. He put the jersey and uniform on and took pictures. Yes, on exactly. The court. So it's to me, it's a little bit disingenuous on his part. And Kobe King, for whatever he wants to say. To me, it was more of a personal fit 
with the program as opposed to a fit within the the game and the system itself. The guy got the guy's second leading scorer for the year, leading scorer in Big in Ten Big play. 10, yeah. Only one player took more shots than him in Big Ten play. That was Nate Reavers, and Reavers has played a game more than Nick Kobe. <laughs> so the idea that like he was not getting the ball or he was not involved in it, like that to me that wasn't it. To me, it comes down to his um, relationship with Greg Gard. It wasn't. Uh, it, it, it's there was a struggle there. There was, yeah. um, and for whatever reason, they could not um, figure it out, and that is why he's gone. To me, it's not about his usage because he got the ball as much as anybody. So and then and had success doing it too. It's yeah. not like he wasn't successful. So what's well, the domino effect now of Kobe King? Because then Gardo and company didn't they make a trip up to Lacrosse to make sure the Davis brothers yeah, yeah, are they, still coming? Yeah. So obviously uh, both Jim Polzine and uh, Evan Flood reported that they went up there and spoke with um, the Davis twins and also their father. Their father is a big part of this. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a very important person in their lives and and they're not wavering. They're not. They're not. <laughs> First of all, it took forever for them to get uh, Johnny Davis to commit to begin with. So Kobe King was here that whole time. Why, if, if he was so enthralled with Kobe King, and they, they're they're close and all that, but if he was so enthralled, why wouldn't he commit right away? Why would he not be, yeah. you know, at Wisconsin right away? So the idea that he's that Kobe King is leaving, and that means the Davis twins are leaving, it's not accurate. It's not accurate. It's not realistic. And it's not going to happen. So I think they're fine in in that respect are they, maybe this raised some eyebrows among uh, recruits perhaps but i don't think you're going to lose anybody because kobe king couldn't get along with greg guard uh talking with our sports director zach halperin so then we get to the immediacy of it and that's the game on saturday which as we've talked about now zach for many levels is the most important game of the year and now let's compound that with brad davison out because of the the play on tuesday night um so you're basically you've lost your starting backcourt uh, for the biggest game of the year. What do they put out on the court? How do they put together a lineup now with without King and Davison? Well, I think throughout the year, the bench has been a, a good part of their team. I mean, you think about they they went four deep off the bench. Now it's going to be <laughs> too deep, uh, at least for this Michigan State game. Um, eight, you know, an eight-man rotation isn't a bad thing. So when Davison comes back, I think they'll be, they'll be fine. Obviously, losing your most, I guess, dynamic and exciting player in Kobe King offensively, that is certainly going to hurt. But as I said on Tuesday morning, this is an opportunity for them as a program to show that they are more than just an individual. They are more than just two individuals. They're they're a team and a program that's built on parts, and it's an opportunity to, to get a game and a win that nobody expects them to win. Like there's nobody. I mean, yes, they play great at home and they still have some talent, but Michigan State's the, lead, the Big Ten leader. No one's expecting them to win, and they have a chance to prove. Again, that it's not just one person in this program, and, and well, I think they kind of parts are bigger than the than the whole. They're, they're right, showing that eight. against Iowa too. I the mean, parts the whole is bigger than just the individual. Tyler parts. Wall's offense needed a little work, but he was great on defense and crashing the boards. I mean, you saw guys rise up to the occasion against Iowa without Kobe King. Um, you know, who's who's going to get more minutes on Trevor Anderson? Trevor Anderson gets more minutes. Tyler Wall's minutes will yeah. increase. Brevin Pritzel's minutes yeah. will go up. Um, obviously, Micah Potter. The thing is, like on Monday night, that was an unfortunate situation with them not able to stay on the floor because of the foul trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. I, Mike Potter plays a bunch more if, if not for the foul trouble, and maybe Nate Reavers isn't having to play as much. I think, to me, the, the biggest thing here is Demetri Trice played 37 minutes the other night, and he was dead by the end of it. And, yeah, he and, was great in the first half. You could tell it, in the second. He was all right in the second, too, early in the second. Yeah, early in the second. But he, everyone he, kind it, of – It felt like he kind of – his t- legs kind of got tired, and they're going to need him to play – Extensive minutes on Saturday too. Well, does Michigan State, especially does, against Cash, they got a, do they have a guy that's like Garza for Iowa? That they was a, just they have, they have some big guys. Yeah, I hope to God it's not the same officiating crew that they had on Monday night. My no, twenty eight fouls are just insane. That's this is lunacy, r- ridiculous. Uh, final thought. So you know, King had his post on Instagram, and then Guard through the the Badger website has the retort. I mean, it wasn't rude, but it wasn't certainly nice. I mean, the 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 the, the comment that stuck with me is disappointed in the timing. Uh, are you surprised at guard? I mean, pretty some tough love, some harsh words there from the coach in that statement. And that's probably the reason why Cubby King's no longer here. Uh, doesn't, uh, maybe doesn't do well with that kind of uh, yeah. talk. But I, the statement was stronger than I probably would have expected. Um, there's no doubt about that. And if that's, if that is what they put out in a statement, Imagine, yeah, what do you think is Blake um, imagine, exactly. imagine how upset they are behind the scenes. Um, so he did not uh, – they minced, they minced words, I guess, there, but you could certainly read through the lines, just like you could read through the lines with what Brad Davis said. I was said, just going to say Oh, it. yeah, Brad, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. Said after the game, talking about why he played and whether, you know, Kobe's absence – because he was really hurt. Brad was really hurt. His hip was hurt. He was wincing throughout the entire interview, and it was him saying – I'm like, did you 
you know, had Kobe been here, would you may have sat out? Because this was the closest he had come to not playing in the game. And he said, no. <laughs> you know, every time I get an opportunity to put on the Wisconsin jersey, I do so with pride. I play for my teammates. I play for our coach. And he, you know. Oh, it's very, it's very, I listened to the, the comments this morning coach. again. He was yeah. very adamant. Yeah. Like, I could read between the lines on all of yeah. it. Yeah, and so you only get so many opportunities to do it. And, uh, you know, he lives for it. So the opposites of that thing. And so Kobe King put out a statement. Uh, I was put out a statement on Instagram, right? Yeah. yeah. And there were a lot of people that liked it, including current teammate, teammates, uh, or I should say now former teammates, <laughs> Nate Reavers, Demetri Trice, yep. Aleem Ford, all those guys liked it. One guy did not. Brad Davis. Yeah. Um, I can, and UW, you can just tell by his comments and, after Iowa. And UW, in true petty form, has already unfollowed. Uh, Cubby King on. Well, did he unfollow them? Did he unfollow <laughs> He did not. As, really? As, wow, as, really? As of last night, he had not. They unfollowed Man, some bad. Play some Taylor Swift, bad blood. Wow. Hi, Albert. Oof, duh. Oof, duh. Uh, yeah. Well, I assume there's probably going to be, as we like to say on here, more will be revealed, Zach, and I know yeah. you'll be at the uh, heart of it. So I uh, I appreciate you, my brother. Yes. Thank and you, guys. if you could just quickly, no, you. once you spend as much time as you want in this studio, once I hit the commercial, but if you could quickly usher yourself through the next room uh, and yes, less sir. distractions, we'd appreciate that yeah, yeah. For, the, for the flow and of the show. And if he's napping, just nudge him and wake him up. <laughs> Slap him. Thank you for being <laughs> Yeah, like you were horsing us around yesterday. Oh, you, you, you hurting? Yeah, I still got a little bruise on my chest here. Yeah. He bruises yeah. easy. Yeah. I hugged him once. He says I broke his rib. So it, you can't that wasn't him. a hug. He's, he's, he's softer than Kobe King. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa! <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Thank you, Zach. Heavy hit. Yeah, like, pipe, now he's walking out. Pipe bomb out. <laughs>